What a wild week 12 it was, and week 13 is around the corner, and there's reason to be thankful because we got a whole slate of Thanksgiving games to break down. The pre-snap starts right now. You're listening to the Pre-Snap Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy football experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to the Pre-Snap right here on the line star app it's me and it's chris meany and it's you and we are breaking down week 12 in review of the nfl lots of good stuff to get to there it was a pretty fruitful week especially for that value lineup we did chris meany that lineup we were talking about where you know you average out the salaries and uh, it kind of looks like a cash game lineup but it turns out it's a really good tournament lineup guess what it scored 181 on fanduel that's pretty darn good last time I checked, Chris Meany. What do you think about that? Wow, I like it. Yeah, it, this is this has been a staple of the show over the past couple of weeks. And what's that, two straight weeks now where that lineup definitely would have cashed, um, you know, in smaller contests and bigger contests too. I mean, 180 points is it's pretty solid. And uh, I know we had another solid game. For, I don't remember everybody from that lineup, but I know DJ Moore was in there. And I know he had a, a very Moore solid game. We there. talked about him a lot. Yeah. You, you know what? I'll, I'll give you some of the names in that lineup. if you. Yeah, who else is in that lineup? Give it to us. Give it to us. Go back. Well, in the meantime, how was your weekend, sir, of DFS? While I pull that lineup up, I was curious. Everything good for you? Yeah, it was a profitable weekend or was it a rough one? How'd it go? Yes. No, every, everything was good. It was a, it was a profitable weekend for sure. Um, I was able to cash in in the Pat Mayo Experience contest, his listener league, which, which you we did mentioned not send on the show link for, which you said you were a, going a to, when you lied to me a couple of times. Yeah, you don't want me in there, do you? You fear me in that yeah, contest. Want, you don't want to play with me anymore. I am afraid of you. Yes, um, <laughs> I am afraid of you. I need I need that money all to myself. I'm very greedy. Um, you know, it, for it's, everybody else no, out there, no, Chris said, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'll send you the link." Yeah, yeah. I said, "Oh cool, yeah, I want to play." No, nope, zero. True. And I forgot about um, it until just now. So now and, I'm gonna hold. And I board. forgot it about. And I was lucky to get in. I forgot about it until you know the wee hours Saturday morning. It was I was scrambling and putting some lineups in there because you can only do three entries and it fills up pretty quickly. So three thousand teams. I I promise I will send you that link this time around. But yeah, I mean, give Pat a follow friend of the show the pme he he always tweets out his show and it's just right there he'll have the link there so you know even having some some barkley and elvin Kamara came around nick chubb is the guy that i had um the majority of but you know really just with winston and Kamara slash chubb uh mixed in with dj moore and zach Ertz, it was a, it was a pretty good day just having those guys involved so i was able to cash that way but um you know, really Baker, a lot of the chalk, quote unquote, chalk hit Baker, Landry, mm-hmm. Beckham, Chubb. Yep. Like if you rolled with the Browns, you were very successful yesterday. Well, look, and we're going to be rolling the Browns a lot because they got two games against the Bengals coming up in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned. But uh, speaking of them, Browns, they were in this lineup, too. So uh, the QB was Josh Allen, Alvin Kamara. This is on the FanDuel side. Leonard Fournette. Pretty good day. Pretty good day from him. It originally had Odell Beckham in it, but I made a change. And you know why I made a change? Because the Line Star app, because I did a little bit more homework on the Line Star app, yeah, because I <clears throat> I have the premium product because I'm special, and uh, I was looking at the cornerback matchups, and I was like, you know what, Landry has a far better quarterback matchup. I'm gonna go with Landry here, even if Odell gets a touchdown. I think Landry has upside for more. 
And guess what? Landry had more. Uh, John Brown was in this lineup. Devontae Parker with a nice solid 12. Zach Ertz with a 21. And DJ Moore with 28. So uh, plus <laughs> defense, which shall be named later. Uh, we got up to 181 with that bad boy. So not a not a bad little uh, lineup there, I would say. Again, all you want to do is cash, right? You know, every, the only one person is going to win a million dollars or $300,000 every week. Right. We want to get you profitable. That's our job here. Look, if we stay profitable every week, and we go through 17 weeks and playoffs. Hey, that's a profitable season. It's better than some season long investments you'll make. So uh, let's get to some of those uh, performances, if we will, and uh, start to break down some of the uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly from the week that was in week 12. We'll also hot take week 13 like we always do. And we'll do our little Thanksgiving slate also. Baker Mayfield, as Chris mentioned, was the chalk, but the chalk was good. Three touchdowns for him. 327. Sam Darnold with a decent game against the Raiders. Two touchdowns for him, three for Breeze, uh, and pretty much that was it. Uh, quarter, quarterback play was kind of spotty for the most part. Uh, even Matt Ryan was disappointing. I know a lot of people aren't on Matt Ryan. I told you I'm kind of staying away from it this week. I'm just not sure how I feel about it. And, you know, no touchdowns for him, so that wasn't great. He got sacked six times, not a good look. Ryan Tannehill ran amok, though. He was a pretty good investment, and we kind of touched on him, and I didn't have the guts to do any Tannehill lineups. Did you? No, no, I, I didn't either. Yeah, he was QB1 on the season. Good for Tannehill, good for the Titans. They're they're completely back into the playoff mix with, with the Raiders use, losing yesterday, um, the Colts losing on Thursday night and suffering another injury with Eric Gibron done for the season. So, I mean, Tennessee is right there. They seem to have an identity on offense with, with Derrick Henry. He had a, a very solid day. But, yeah, I'm QB1 on the week and just QB3 over the last five games for, for Ryan Tannehill. He's been, he's been pretty impressive. Impressive, man. So AJ Brown certainly showed up, but it was a weird week for quarterbacks. Hanhill number one, Darnold number two, Jameis Winston was a guy that we talked about a lot in Line Star app, loved him as well. Number three, but Fitzpatrick checks in at four. Uh, Baker, Line Star app, loved him. We liked him as well. Number five, then Powell Allen checks in at six. Trubisky's in the top ten. Um, so Driscoll's just right outside the top ten. We mentioned him a, a couple times over the past couple yeah, weeks. So Driscoll's an interesting quarterback week. You know, it did, the Lions yeah, really did. lost that game. They should have won that game. The Lions lost it. The picks killed right. him, but he did run around but, a little bit. So yeah, just another 60 yards because ground. he was so cheap. Yeah. yeah. And and so, that's why we liked him. Absolutely. You know, those guys who run, they're a little foolproof. I mean, you know, it's if you a solid way it is. Yeah. yeah. And it was good to see Kyle Allen bounce back to after a bad game last week. So four picks last week, this week, it was a much better game for him. Three touchdowns, 256. DJ Moore, we talked about all the red zone looks he was getting. Guess what? He finally converted a couple of them. That's what we wanted to say. Good for you, Kyle Allen. All right. Now, the one thing I'm going to kick myself about is because I really, really wanted to Fournette and Henry together in the same game. Oh, yeah. And then I got I got chicken. I got I got um, uh, I'm ashamed, Chris. I'm going to admit it here on the program. I'm ashamed. I didn't do it anywhere. I wanted to do it all over the place. I kept going to Kamara instead because I just felt the upside for Kamara was there. And he was fine. But I'm, yeah, he I'm was fine, but he did not have he was, more Derrick Henry. Yeah, Kamara was disappointing, really, um, for what we expect from him. Day. You know, it, if he had the touchdown, it would have been better. You know, yeah, but 14 points in a in a half point setting is it's not good enough for for what we expected from Kamara. I mean, he was You're fine. Right. I mean, he had one yard at half. He he really turned it around in the second half. It was pretty fine. But, yeah, Fournette leads the way with 32 points in a half-point setting. Henry checks in at number three with 29 points in a half-point setting. And you have your usual suspects up at the top, McCaffrey and Chubb. But those were, those were the two guys. So, yeah, if you, if you went that way, I mean, good on you. Uh, I know we talked about Henry and Fournette on this show, but 
uh, certainly they weren't my favorites. I had a lot of Chubb and I had a lot of Camaro. I'll be honest. I, I did have a lot of Camaro in there. And it wasn't a good week for running you know, as I either. Said, you know, it, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, Chubb it was wasn't. good. The chalk was I, yeah. good. Bo Scarborough had yeah. 98 yards, but no touchdown. Uh, we mentioned Fournette being good. We knew Ezekiel Elliott was going to be trouble in the in that weather against that defense, and he wasn't great. He was okay. Twenty one for eighty six was fine. No touchdowns, obviously. So you know it was not a great rushing week. On a receiving note, that's a different story. Chris Godwin, my goodness, Chris, seven He's for one eighty four, two touchdowns. Him and Evans. I'm guessing next year, like what what if you sat at twelve in a season long and he just took Godwin and Evans? Like, I wonder what that would look like on the year. Well, <laughs> they're both top five wideouts, right? I mean, it, it's crazy. Godwin was, I, I have so much Godwin because I was, Me too. Uh, I know you were as well. Team Blackbook, baby. We were a believer in, yeah, that's right. We were a believer in Godwin, um, you know, and I, I positioned myself in a lot of drafts to go ahead and get him towards the end of the first round and not to get him there, but position myself in drafts where you can choose and you're fortunate enough to pick. And I, I envisioned myself getting Godwin like in, in that three, four turn. But it it did doing that made it. I had to avoid Evans. I didn't want both of them at the time. It's like no thanks. I don't want both of them. So I will avoid Evans in the one two spot, and then I'll go ahead and I'll attack Godwin. But I mean, if you had both of these guys, and it's typically not a strategy I would suggest in season long formats. But I mean, you're perfectly fine because Winston again, he just chucks the ball forty plus times. They don't have the strong run game. The defense is not great behind him, and they're usually playing from behind. That wasn't the case yesterday against the Falcons. His defense actually looked like the defense of old. But yeah, I wonder where they go next year. I mean, they're both you know looking ahead. I think they're both top five wideouts. Yeah, it's it's hard to argue with that. Jarvis Landry mentioned before. 10 for 148 and two touchdowns on a huge day. He's just been so good. He has. Consistently. Like, Landry has been Four touchdowns in the last four games, I think, I want to say. Yeah. And if you just look at the last four weeks, DJ Moore leads the league with 54 targets. Landry is second with 53. And both of them over 400 yards and seven touchdowns combined. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to like. And we we just come in here every single week and talk about DJ Moore, it seems. And Landry's just taken advantage of, because Odell's had the tough, cornerback matchups like you mentioned you know with the line star app it's it's just so convenient to have that app and see those mm-hmm. matchups and landry is just eating on the other side he's been great. yeah well and that and that was the pivot because we talked about them being the same price and on the morning tv show on dfs today that i host uh, with mike blewett we did a whole uh whole comparison and i said look you know i know they're they're on FanDuel. there was 7k for odell 6.9 for landry and i said look I feel like Landry has a better matchup. The ownership on Odell is going to be through the roof. There's a lot of reason to pivot off of that and fade Odell in favor of Landry. And Odell was good, but Landry was better. Let's not oh, let's absolutely. make any miss yes. any words about it. Absolutely was better. AJ Brown pretty good in his own right. Four for one thirty five and a touchdown. A Rob six for one thirty one and a touchdown. Uh, and of course DJ Moore, who you mentioned, and and Tyler Boyd. We got it. We were talking about. You cry wine. You want the football <laughs> next week. There's a correction five for one on one in a touchdown. He did have the turnover, but you know, it, yeah. we did get that over correction there. We were looking for. Yeah. And we got, and we got the Bengals on the, on the spread too, which was nice. I mean, they almost won that football game. It, you know, you mentioned the turnover, but yeah, Boyd was, he was not happy after week 11's loss to the Raiders. He just felt like, you know, three targets, one catch, zero yards. Obviously not good enough for a guy like Tyler Boyd, who could finish a season near a 1,000 yards, which would be pretty good considering what he's had to deal with 
top coverage all year. Um, Ryan Finley is just not look anywhere close to an NFL quarterback and the offensive line is brutal. So um, nice contrarian play Tyler Boyd, someone to keep an eye on moving forward be- just because again, I mean, you're just going to have to continue to throw, throw the football. I got the jets this week. I don't know how I like him against Cleveland, New England, probably not a whole lot, but uh, if you have him in season long formats, that was at least a positive sign because week 16, he's got the dolphins. You got to love that. Yeah, absolutely. And next year when Joe Burrow's quarterback, don't worry. Tyler Boyd to go back to being a very <laughs> solid high-end number two wide receiver. Uh, last but not least in the wide receiver column, Michael Thomas, 10 for 101 and a touchdown. I mean, just he's got that floor like he's a running back. Well, yeah. and that's what, what did we talk about? The, the statement we were talking about was Christian McCaffrey is a premium player, but he's a thousand plus more than Michael Thomas. You got to go with Thomas instead. You have to. You want the big time productivity. You want the big time floor. You go with Thomas. You lock that in because McCaffrey really does hamstring the rest of your lineup. Good to see Jared Cook catching another touchdown, too. Mm. He's starting to look like the guy that I thought he was going to be when we came into the season, and he's getting a ton of red zone looks here, so keep an eye on that. And also, I want to mention Le'Veon Bell. We talked about him not being a sexy pick. Yes. He's got a real good schedule here. He's taking advantage of it. Another 100 all-purpose day. You throw in a half a dozen catches, throw in a touchdown. Next thing you know, you're up to 24. It's not the sexiest thing, but you know what? The points add up. Yeah, they add up. You're right. Darnold had a really good day. Um, that was a surprising outcome. I, I thought maybe potential trap game. West Coast team going over the East Coast and, and the Raiders just looking like the Raiders of old. But that was the big takeaway, I think, that I had with with Lev Bell is, so yeah, he hasn't been super efficient on the ground so far this season. I mean, that was only his second game where he had at least 4.1 yards per attempt on the ground. Um, you know, you, you go back to the New England game where he had 15 for 70. Other than that, it's been it's been pretty disappointing. But my big takeaway was just what you said, his involvement through the air. If he's going to catch four or five passes like the Lev Bell of old, then now he's really back into the conversation on DraftKings and FanDuel a little bit of a better play because of the catches but if again if he's gonna get five or six grabs five or six targets in with that easy schedule moving forward the price is already depressed because of the disappointments that he's had over the past couple weeks so now he's back into the picture as is a pretty good value moving forward yeah I would agree with that all right uh, let's go on to Monday Night Football tonight you got the Ravens going against the Rams uh look you know what I don't know how this line is at three. I don't get it. I mean, the Rams are not very good. Uh, I've had it with the Rams, and I they don't think they have an answer for Lamar Jackson. I certainly don't think they have an answer for the defense of the Baltimore Ravens the way they've played. So uh, what's your take on this one if you're showdowning? Is it just easy Lamar Jackson captain or something else? Yeah, I think so. Or, or you know, Ravens D, um, depending on what kind of what site you're playing, what format you're playing. I like the Ravens D. I know that the the Rams are going to be at full health for a long time. You know, Cook's coming back, like you alluded to. It looks like Robert Woods is good to go. Cooper Cup, I'm sure, you know, he's just been all over the place. I mean, he had a 200-yard game. He had a zero-yard game. He's just been, you know, again, all over the place. But Everett looks like he's going to be healthy. They're leaning on Gurley a little bit. But I still just don't like this Rams offense right now, and I'm really just feeling the Ravens on defense. Uh, I think – Ever since they got Jimmy Smith back and they made the trade for Marquis Peters, I feel like their defense has really started to, to take shape. So I think the only guy that I feel great about in this game is is Lamar Jackson and, and Mark Ingram. I just think that they're going to continue to to have success, run the football, a couple dump-offs. I, I don't know about Marquise Brown, really, with, with Jalen Ramsey on him and 
Uh, it's interesting. Jalen Ramsey called up Michael Vick this past week. How would you defend you in the prime? <laughs> trying to defend Lamar Jackson. You take the uh, Madden controller away from the other guy. I think that's the yeah, only answer. I don't know if there yeah, is an no answer. Kidding. There isn't. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be an answer. So I know the Rams are athletic. They can get after the quarterback. It's going to be a terrific matchup. But I, I feel like this is going to be a, a low scoring game. I don't know if the Rams will, will do their part to get to the, no. to the All right, uh, five total. Right, let's uh, let's look ahead here because we've got a Thanksgiving slate. So a happy American Thanksgiving games. to everyone, and a happy belated Canadian Thanksgiving as well. So basically, this is a day off for Chris Meany, where he just gets to watch football all day, and uh, it doesn't I have to deal it. with his family. Yeah, it's really great. It's it's true. Yeah, <laughs> it is true. I mean, I, I I don't hate my family, but yeah, they're on the east coast, so I won't have to deal with it. I mean, this it, it's been a tradition that I've, I've that I've taken in here in Canada. I put up the tree. Uh, I take in all the football games, you know, a little spice rum and eggnog, and I put the feet up and I watch all the football. Man, I'm jealous. I'm going to come up to Toronto and hang out with you. That that sounds like a good time. (laughs) I'm thankful for all you guys, yes. (laughs) All right, so let's get after this here. We got Bears-Lions, Bills-Cowboys, Saints-Falcons. So, obviously, right away your mind goes to Saints-Falcons. We think the offense, we saw the Falcons defense start to go back to who we thought they were after a good little run there. So. Is this as easy as you pile up on the Saints and it's the Saints getting back the revenge game? Or are you going to sprinkle in a little Bills and Cowboys along with this? Because um, there's certainly some points to be had there. There's a lot of offensive talent here uh, on this board. So I'm curious, where does your eye go to if you're trying to either stack or just pick out some value in these games? Because I think we can both agree Bears and Lions, I don't know about you. I'm not super excited. If you want to go Bears defense, that's about the only thing I can, you know, with the way Driscoll was turning over the football, eh, maybe. But again, I don't trust the Bears, period. So I'm kind of out on the first game altogether. Where do you stand with Thanksgiving? Yeah, I would agree with that, too. I'm out on the first game. I mean, if you're looking to be contrarian, and it really just takes one play on these Thanksgiving slate where there's three games, because you got to figure everyone's going to try to get Michael Thomas in there. I mean, Michael Thomas has got four straight games with 100 yards. He's has 100 yards in six games this season and at least 89 in every single game but one. And the one game he had 54 yards, he caught a touchdown. So he's just mm-hmm. – I, I feel like you – it's it's nearly impossible, isn't it, Joe, to fade him? Like, if you fade him, you need all of your other guys to absolutely hit. And if you fade Thomas and he continues to do what he's been doing, which what he did against Atlanta when he had 152 yards and 13 grabs and 21 points, you're, you're behind 21 points. That's just on FanDuel. If you're on DraftKings, you're behind 30 points. So I, I don't think you can fade him. I think you have to find a way to get him in. And then you have to you have to try to be unique with the rest of your plays. Maybe Cole Beasley, he's shown up lately. Get the, it, it has nothing to do with the revenge, but he has shown up a little bit lately. You got uh, John Brown is going to go up against Byron Jones, so that's a tough matchup. Singletary is interesting to me. Maybe a couple grabs from him out of the backfield. Uh, and then, you, again, you got to try to be unique. Maybe Russell Gage, he showed up. Jones was in and out of the lineup. Uh, you got to figure the Falcons are going to be playing from behind. The run game has been non-existent without Freeman. Brian Hill has just not looked good. Um, but I, I'm not going to take any shots with the Chicago or Detroit guys. I mean, Montgomery, are we just rolling out Montgomery because it's a great matchup against Detroit a couple weeks ago? No. He played Detroit and he looked awful. Yeah, no, so not, no, I, I would just, it it's it's Kamara, Singletary, or Zeke. Maybe mm. Tariq Cohen, maybe. Um, but yeah, you're going to have to get unique. I, I think Russell Gage stands out to me, Tricon Smith, and I still like Randall Cobb. I know it wasn't a fantastic no, performance from Randall Cobb yesterday, but 
he does lead this team in red zone targets, and he came away with 86 yards in what and was Buffalo's a brutal a game really offensively from the Cowboys. We always talk about how good they Great are. You secondary. saw they shut down Cortland Sutton and all that last week. And I know Cortland Sutton's not Amari Cooper, but you know they're going to they're going to play tough because that's what the Bills secondary does. So having that other guy like Cobb makes a lot of sense. Now, look, a programming note for everybody who listens to the show. We usually come out with the DFS show on Thursday. We're going to be there Wednesday morning. The DFS preview is going to be out and the wagering show is going to be out. So we're moving everything up for everybody to get ready so you can get all your lineups in, get all your wagering in. So Wednesday morning, keep an eye out. We're going to be dropping a whole lot of pods on you. So the DFS preview will be out. And on top of that, the wagering show will be out both on Wednesday morning. Keep an eye out for both of them. It'll be fast and furious. So get all your stuff done so you can go and enjoy the games on Thursday. If you want, you can always go back and listen again on Friday to get ready for the weekend shows too. And you can check me out on DFS today, streaming on Zumo and Pluto TV, also free on YouTube on Sports Grid. So you can check that out too for the last minute stuff as we get closer to game time. Let's hot take the rest of the schedule real quick here. We're just going to fly through these games like we always do. Colts at home against the Titans. It's that time of year. It's Derrick Henry season. Whenever you hit the holidays, it's Derrick Henry season. And I'm going to go back to that well. I think he's going to have a good game against the Colts. Maybe a little Tannehill too. I wish I could feel good about any wide receiver, but I just don't in this game. Not even A.J. Brown off the big game last week. So I'm going to pass. I like Tannehill. I like Derrick Henry. And that's, I think, where my like stops. Yeah, I would agree. (laughs) That's it. It's the Derrick Henry show. This guy's he's been awesome, not just this year, but roughly this time last year, if you want to include the last five or six games of – of last season and include these few that he's had this season. He's been a top five running back in the league. And uh, then you got the Bengals at home against the jets jets coming off a good win here. Uh, hello, Mr. Le'Veon bell. So I'm asking you, are you in the Sam Darnold business in this game? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be interested. You can, you can run over Cincinnati and we saw it yesterday. Even with, with Benny Snell had a decent game uh, against them. So I mean, I am in the Bell business more than Sam Darnold, but I do like his weapons. I know Crowder was disappointing yesterday, but Robbie Anderson over the top, Griffin another touchdown. He's got four TDs in, in his last four games with Chris Herndon sideline. So I am, but I, I think in this game I have a little bit more interest in, in Lev Bell. All right, uh, I, I'm definitely in the Lev Bell business here. Maybe even some Crowder and Griffin too. And on the Bengal side of this one, eh, you can keep it. Yeah, you can keep it. And maybe, yeah. maybe I'll go back to that no Tyler point. Boyd thing too because I think they're back there. Uh, Redskins. Nope. Nope. I'm out. Uh, I will say McLaurin <laughs> is an interesting tournament play because a couple weeks ago, he had a touchdown call back last week. He, or should I say Sunday yesterday? He actually had a decent little full PPR day. Ownership would be low. Keep an eye on that. Um, maybe a little Kyle Allen. I might get back in that business. And we know I'm the president of the DJ Moore fan club. So I'll be back there as well. Well, that's the thing with Allen is that he's, yeah, there's been some disappointing games and he's thrown some picks and turned the ball over, but he's got a, a ton of weapons. I mean, Curtis Samuel is absolutely, uh, has not shown up. He's, he's not a factor at all. And it's been DJ Moore and it's been Christian McCaffrey. And you know, Greg Olson too, he's got 18 catches in the last three games. So I have no issue at all rolling out Kyle Allen. And you know that CMC is going to be pretty chalky. So if you're just looking to go against the grain, I know it's very risky to, to fade, McCaffrey but in one lineup where you do fade him maybe you take Allen in the passing game maybe he has a game where he throws three passing touchdowns and CMC doesn't find the end zone but uh, again CMC yesterday was he was awesome and that one touchdown that he had that little juke at the goal line it was he's breaking ankles man he's he's awesome all right speaking of breaking ankles Ravens at home 49ers now here's a test 
The Sunday night game wasn't a test. Packers are incredibly overrated. They got their doors blown off by the Chargers a couple weeks ago because they had a good pass rush. What did you think was going to happen when they played San Francisco? The same exact thing. Duh. Anyway, I don't I don't know if I was shocked by that outcome. Oh, my God. Let's come on, people. You're not watching the games here. Uh, I, don't th- I just don't think people are giving the 49ers enough credit. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. But but at the same token, now they're going to play a real team again. And they, you know, now they're going to play a real team on the road. This is going to be a huge test for them. This is probably the biggest test they have all year. Ravens will be a short week coming back from L.A., but still, we'll see what happens here. Can't wait for this one. So how do you feel about this? Because so far on the year, the only teams that have given the 49ers trouble have been the Seahawks and the Cardinals. And what do they have in common, Chris, about quarterback? Hmm. Quarterback that runs the football? Hmm? Hmm? Yeah. That uh, that, uh, making sense to you there? Hmm? Hmm? I wonder. <laughs> I, see, I wonder I see what you're laying out here for me. I wonder if this is the ultimate contrarian play ever. If Lamar Jackson, I can't wait. I can't wait for Wednesday morning because we're going to sit on this for a little while and think about that. But I wonder if this is the play where everybody just says, nope, Lamar Jackson couldn't possibly. And then he does. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't fade Lamar at this point. <laughs> He's passed absolutely every single test. I mean, he he made the Patriots defense look a little silly and and they've been unbelievable all year long. So for the the fact that they were able to to put up 37 points against the Pats, pretty impressive stuff. So uh, I I it's hard for me to fade him. I mean, I don't like a lot of his weapons to be honest. Like Marquise Brown is is the perfect GPP play from week to week. He's not the guy that I want to own in season long leagues cuz he's just too inconsistent. They just everything runs through Lamar and they and they utilize all their running backs so nicely. I mean, Gus Edwards has been involved over the past couple of weeks. We'll see what happens here on Monday night with this football game. But I, I feel like it's going to be a, a low scoring game. The 49ers check in with the most sacks. They got 14 fumble recoveries. They got four defensive touchdowns. This is a team last year that um, I think they've had 30 sacks maybe all year. So they can really get after the quarterback. But Lamar Jackson is just a different beast. So right now, I give the advantage to, to Lamar Jackson, but that's going to be a heck of a football game, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's move on here. Let's, uh, let's fly through some of these. Bucks at Jags, you know the score here. It's Fournette. It's the wide receivers. And I'll tell you what, Jags defense ranked 22. I think we all know it's uh, it's vastly overrated. It ain't what it used to be. So I think we can go back no. to this Bucks well. And I think we'll end up there. Browns at Steelers. So are you buying the Browns offense, which you're seeing out of them against the Steelers defense? Or do you think they struggle here on the road against Pittsburgh? I think it's going to be in between that. I'm I'm buying into this team really finding a groove and the schedule has turned over. But this is I mean, this is another fascinating matchup, too, where where Pittsburgh got away from Mason Rudolph and and Dublin Hodges came in there, had the touchdown pass to James Washington. You know, these two teams just played a couple weeks ago and it was drama filled. I I think Cleveland will be fine. I, I go back to Landry, right? I mean, that's I think Landry, I think there's something there now. It's a good enough sample size that we're seeing Landry show up. I mean, it just said earlier, he's second in the league in targets over the past four weeks. So I think it'll be a struggle. It'll be a grind, low scoring. Don't like Pittsburgh, like nothing about their offense, but um, it's Chubb. It, to me, it's Chubb and Landry that I have the most, that I'm most excited about. Last year, this was a pretty fun game. Packers at Giants. You can buy back into Devonte Adams on this one. I think everything will get right here against the Giants. So everything that was so bad last week will be so fine against the Giants defense. They're terrible. They're awful. And uh, Saquon's not right. I was in on Saquon last week. I was wrong. Eh, I think I'm done now for the year. 
there. I took my shot. Yeah, I think I'm that was too. it. I'm over it. Now it's time to move He's on. He's going to take a shot. He's not. He Look, he wasn't on the injury yeah. report, so I was optimistic. He was cheap. Took the shot. Didn't work. You move on. Go back to Aaron Jones. Go back to Devontae Adams. Don't put Rodgers in the lineup, though. It's just it's not enough. I'm telling you right now, it's just not enough. Uh, Eagles at yeah, Dolphins. runs through the running backs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And now Eagles at Dolphins. This is fascinating because you're going to want to start Eagles. And I think Ertz is the only one that I'm excited about. I don't think I'm excited about anybody else. I'm always like Devontae Parker, but I don't know, Chris. This one's kind of lackluster to me. Yeah, you the Eagles just don't have any weapons to throw the football to. I mean, part of the part of it is on Carson Wentz, but a lot of a lot of it is, you know, no Lane Johnson, the offensive line, no deep threat at all in this offense. I mean, they had Deshaun Jackson for one game so far this season. So yeah, it's just Zach Ertz and maybe Dallas Goddard. I mean, he came away with seven catches yesterday, but he did fumble again. So he doesn't have a, a that good of a day for somebody who has seven catches. Um, yeah, I mean, not a lot to like from from Philadelphia's standpoint. If Jordan Howard does come back, he gets some practices in. Uh, I will like him, but yeah, I'll probably actually just fade the noise just because it's Philly and Miami. We just assume they're going to score 30 points. I, that's not a given. I could see myself owning some solo Kyler Murray shares at home against the Rams this week. I think that's a good matchup for him. Uh, I could see myself not owning any Rams either at the same time. Ha <laughs> Like, I just, I don't know. I'm, I know that I'm done. I'm just over it. I am over it. If you stop Cooper Cup, you stop this offense. It ain't that hard. Chargers at Broncos, uh, you know, this is another one. He's like, it's impossible to peg. You could throw it up in the air, and it's going to come down a million different ways. Like you can Madden sim this game all day and never get even close twice. So I'm probably just going to run away from it. Are you getting involved with Chargers Broncos at all? somebody's missing a field goal at the very end of the game to, <laughs> to lose. Because this has been Chargers oh. and Broncos all year, right? It's just the Denver Broncos seem to take fourth quarters off and the Chargers just seem to take the last five minutes of fourth quarters off. So, um, no, probably won't get involved. Uh, Allen's trending up a little bit. They're, they're running the football more with Gordon. But, yeah, there's you're right. Lots of different variables here. And the Denver side of things – there's not a whole lot to like, man. There really isn't. We're just pulling at straws. We like Cortland Sutton, but the quarterback play is mediocre. We saw that yesterday. Yeah, I'm okay with going back to Cortland Sutton because the ownership will be down off last week, and I don't think you want to take that yep. too much. Maybe a little Noah Fant, too. Um, Rivers has not played well. I think we can all understand that. Eckler on DK, I can get behind that. Um, you know, eh, I think that's about it. Like, that's about – I don't want to press. I feel like I'm trying to talk myself into it, and that's not a good thing. Right. If you have to talk yeah. yourself into getting excited about a game – you're not excited about a game. You have a problem. You need to call an 800 number. All right. Raiders at Chiefs. <laughs> uh, here's the question. Million dollar question here. Does the Raiders bounce back here? Second game on the road? Or was this the beginning of the Raiders? Their inexperience was working in their favor last couple of weeks. Now I'm worried it's starting to work against them on the road as we get closer and closer and these games get more important. Uh, how do you feel about the Raiders against the Chiefs in this one? Yeah, you wonder how much they were really looking ahead to to this game. Unfortunately for the Raiders, I mean, if they won against the Jets, they'd be tied atop the division with KC and it's all that more of an appealing game. But 
I, I like Kansas City in this game. I think Oakland's going to battle. I think they'll bounce back. Uh, I think they'll use a lot of Josh Jacobs. Jacobs is in a pretty good spot here. Last time he faced KC earlier on in the season when we were just really wondering about Jacobs. We knew he was good, but we were just unsure how many touches he was going to get. What happens when they fall down in games? It's going to be like Jalen Richard, which was the case yesterday. But Jacobs, 99 yards on 12 carries against KC. I'm still not sold on the on this Chiefs defense, especially their run defense. I know it's been a little bit better lately. They're getting after the quarterback, but I'm going to like Jacobs as a bounce back spot. This is the way you got to BKC, slow the pace down, run the football. Um, Tyrell Williams, in case they get down in games, is going to be an option. I, I'm I'm actually going to be very interested in this game from a fantasy standpoint. You can throw all over KC. We don't know about the running backs in Kansas City. They were on a bye week here. There's some reports that Damian Williams is dealing with cracked ribs. LaShawn McCoy has a concussion. So we don't really know how that's going to play out. Well, obviously, well, we'll I have an idea week. how it's going to play out. It's called Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, right? Patrick Mahomes. It's yeah. called Mahomes 45 dropbacks. And that's what we love. Yeah. And I'm going to be very much into, I'll tell you what, Mahomes, Murray, Lamar Jackson, maybe a little cheaper, maybe a little low ownership. I don't know, man. I think I <laughs> starting to get a little frisky about <laughs> Lamar Jackson against the 49ers. Maybe I'm gone crazy, but look, like I said, who are the two quarterbacks that gave them problems? Kyler Murray. And Russell Wilson, that's it. Everybody yeah, else yeah. has been cake for them. You stand in that pocket, you get knocked down. That's it. Right. You better hope it. Uh, Belichick better hope that this is not uh, them in the 49ers in the Super Bowl because Brady's going to be on his back for most of it. And I'm the biggest Patriot mark there is, but that's just the truth. Speaking of the Pats, uh, two really good Sunday and Monday night games, Patriots, Texans, that should be fun. And then uh, that's going to be in Houston. And then, of course, the Vikings on the road against Seattle. So, those are two really fun uh, Sunday, Monday night matchups. I'm excited. That's, that's a really good football. I feel like we've already, we've barely turned the page into December and we're already in playoff football, it feels like. Yeah, they've done a good job. I mean, you know, I know that Seattle and, and Philly were originally scheduled for the Sunday night football game and just getting that out of the way. And even though it was a, as a blow last night between the 49ers and Packers, it was just a much more appealing game. There's still a lot on the line there. And there's going to be a Still lot a more entertaining week, game than the... the Philly game. The Philly game was atrocious. Oh, yeah. That. It was atrocious. Yeah, no... nothing was uh, nothing was happening in, in that football game at all. So, yeah, two appealing games here for sure. A lot on the line, even though the Pats, um, you know, I still have some questions about them, even though they've only lost one football game all year. But uh, against Houston, for sure, that's going to be a very entertaining game. And then Minnesota and Seattle, a lot on the line here, too. I mean, you want to have, um, you know, you want to lock down that number one wild card spot in the NFC. So that's going to be a good one. It looks like Adam Thielen will potentially return in that matchup. And yeah, I mean, it's always a tough environment to go into Seattle and play, but uh, it has been the Dalvin cook show. He's been really good. So uh, if you're looking just to break down the Sunday, Monday, it's, it's hard to get away from, from Dalvin cook as your favorite running back in those two games. Absolutely. All right. So that'll do it for us again. Keep in minder. Usually we come out on Thursday and Friday. All the shows will be out Wednesday morning. We're working overtime here at line star app for you. To make sure that you are ready, make sure you subscribe to the show so you know when those shows drop. Uh, you just very easy after the show, you're done listening, just click subscribe, boom, you're in, and then uh, you'll know when those shows drop. And uh, of course, we'll be ready to get you set for all your wagering, all your DFS on Thanksgiving and on the weekend as well. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at JoePizzaPio17, at Chris Meany, at Linestar App, and at Linestar DFS. That'll do it for the pre-snap here. There's nothing left to do now except set down win. You've been listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by LineStar. 
hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy football experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Meany.